what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk today about really how to become your future-based hero. (laughs) Hear me out. That might sound like an interesting theme or concept, but this is actually one of my most favorite things to do to really dream with God or to get myself out of a place of fear or anxiety or unbelief of any kind, to get back into that childlike wonder and childlike faith and also to be in a place of hopefulness and joy because that's really where strength comes from and then when you're in a activated state of joy right where you are rooted and grounded in God's strength not your own you actually have power and momentum to show up differently if he refreshes you you're energized for whatever the day has for you, right? For whatever God presents before you, you're ready for that, right? And he might even give you creative ideas and strategies that when you're refreshed, you can actually be a vessel or a container that can receive those. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this and hopefully bring you some encouragement through this as well. So first what I want to do is I wanted to give you a foundation scripture because I am backing this on the word of God. This isn't just me making up my own vision board. So hear me out here. But what I really, really believe is the foundation verse for this is Romans 15, 13. And it says, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Okay, so any area of your life that doesn't glisten with hope, you're under the influence of a lie. So God filling you with hope helps you to believe his truth or to perceive his promise or to welcome divine solutions into that area of your life. So as you get this fresh perspective, a divine download, as you read the word, as you're guided to a promise that is true for you in this season that reveals who God wants to be for you in this season, a well of hope starts to to bottle up inside of you. And that gives you joy and peace as you believe for that to come to pass. And you that really is happening by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in you. So, so powerful. That's Romans 15, 13. And there is another one. The other one that that really comes to mind, you've probably heard this one all the time, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. So there's good things ahead is what this is telling me. However, if you're somebody like me in certain seasons, if there was just bad thing after bad thing after bad thing, you might be like, mm. 
<laughs> I'm having a hard time believing this. And that's sometimes why we ask God, help me with my unbelief. Help me to perceive these good plans that you have for me. So this is by faith, what, what we're going to walk through today. A, a really interesting strategy that God gave me to do this. Okay, and this is also in agreement with forget the former things. For me personally, I can't forget something that happened unless I'm focusing on something new, right? And I wouldn't be willing to forget if I didn't believe that something better was coming, okay? So that's why I needed God's promises. I need God's promises in my life just in general. All right, so let me set this up. I just wanted to give you those foundation scriptures. This is where this is coming from. Now, you may have had this experience before, but whenever we want to perceive the new thing that God is doing, or whenever we want to dream something up, we want something to be possible in our lives, here's a couple of ways that have been shown to me. Let's take dieting, for example, or an ideal body image, right? This is very, very common. For a woman, specifically men now too, strangely enough, all you have to do is go to the grocery store and stand in the checkout line <laughs> for five minutes longer than you want to, and you see what the cultural ideal is. So maybe you'll take that magazine home, maybe you'll rip that out, maybe you'll put it on a vision board, or maybe you'll put that as a image on your fridge so that every time you go to your fridge, maybe you'll think differently about what you're going to eat, right? But... There is this way that we go about finding what it is that we're after. We need to create a vision, right? So the best way that we do that is we start looking around. We start comparing ourselves, right, to what is perceived as good. But it is always important to challenge that. Another example could be, I know if I've gone on retreats or different things, we would get poster board and we would be giving all of these magazines and we could rip out, you know, what you want your house to look like, what you want your mates to look like, what you want to achieve in your business, what you want to, you know, where do you want to go to school? What do you want, right? Like all of this stuff and you just put it on a vision board and then you might hope for those things, but really not believe that any of that is possible. Now, you don't have to do that kind of stuff. You can just go on social media and follow all these accounts or just go look at a feed and start comparing yourself to other people. A lot of folks do shopping therapy <laughs> where you can just get all of the brands and all the things that make you feel like you're living a certain lifestyle or make you feel like you're being perceived in some kind of way that you want to be perceived. So there's a lot of things that we can do to create vision in our lives, right? And it's a lot of what we expose ourselves to and what we believe is acceptable. And we decide that. So what I want to encourage you with today is to just really think how you've created the vision for your life. Where did that come from? Is it rooted in how you were raised? Is it living according to somebody else's vision or dream for you? Do you have a dream? Did the dream maybe get, let's see here, what are some words for this? Did it get dissolved, right? Did it fall apart? Did you lose it? Did you give it up, right? Did you stop dreaming at some point because of a pain or a loss of some kind? Just think about where your dreams and your current visions have come from. Just know that for yourself, okay? Now, <laughs> what I want to present to you is perhaps that way 
of pulling things up and dreaming things up is not the way that works for you, right? Maybe you did achieve all of those things, but found that you still have a huge gap in your heart that only God can fill, right? And he knows the desires of your hearts, right? And he knows exactly when you're ready for them and how to get them to you. And so something that really helped me when I really became a born again believer was recognizing that the desires that God put in my heart now that I'm born again, (laughs) are not bad. Maybe the things that I pursued when I wasn't, you know, submitted to God, maybe those things weren't ultimately for me and that's what led to destruction or disappointment or unfulfillment. However, God doesn't put desires in our hearts to tease us, right? God delights, his word says he delights in giving us the desires of our hearts, right? But a lot of times we're seeking those things and we, we go after them like we would in the world because it was an old habit versus seeking him and seeking the kingdom first and letting him add all the things because he knows best. OK, so I just want to encourage somebody with that. But here is the exercise. There's there's two different things that I'm going to break down for you today. Number one is this concept of a future-based hero. So I was thinking about this the other day, and this statement came to my mind that, you know, and this could be whatever age it really resonates for you, but man, your seven-year-old self would be so proud of you right now. Like, (laughs) that thought came into my head and it felt random, but I want to present that to you as something to think about, right? Think about whatever age that you were really starting to dream or think about your future or really look ahead or maybe you felt hopeless and maybe you wanted solutions, right? But think about the youngest time that you really had this desire to change something. You had this desire to become someone. You had this desire to to live life some kind of way. Just think about that time. Now, I know for me how to break this statement down, just to give you an example. My seven-year-old self was wanting a better life, was wanting to see healthy relationships, was wanting to see really strong, proactive, and transparent communication, was wanting to see a lot of quality self-expression, was wanting to create I was really excited about this idea of being able to create and and inspire. I I really wanted to find ways to end suffering or to alleviate unnecessary suffering. And I'm seven, okay? So these are things that a seven-year-old is thinking about because, like my seven-year-old self is thinking about this stuff because of the fear, because of the anxiety, because of the... I don't want to say toxic, but really dysfunctional environment that I was living in, right? That I had no, I felt powerless to change. I felt hopeless. Now, again, I didn't know God at this point, right? But I had these desires, okay? So I had a desire to find a better way because clearly I'm not seeing it. (laughs) I had a desire to be an influence for good very early on, and I didn't really know what that looked like, right? And I had a desire to really be an encourager and inspire people and no clue what that looked like or how to learn that. But what I also want to share is that I had more pain than anything. I didn't know how to communicate what I was experiencing. I didn't know how to express 
myself. I didn't know how to ask for what I needed. I didn't feel like I had a voice or that my voice was valuable. I really felt powerless as a young person, okay? So now here, here's the assignment for you, right? When you think about your younger self, again, if it's seven, if it's 10, maybe it's 12, whatever the year is for you, where you are really in this place of like desiring change. You are so ready to go after it. And this is before, you know, you've made all these attempts and maybe you've been discouraged in some kind of way, right? But you just have the desire, you have the motivation, you have this drive to go after something. Picture that self right now, okay? And everything that that self wanted. Maybe the pain that that self was experiencing, the ideas that that self had, the, the struggles that that self was experiencing, the freedom that that self was, was after and wanted to pursue. Just really think about that, okay? <laughs> now, here's the thing. Look at where you are today. I don't believe that we celebrate, you can hear, hear it said like this, like I don't believe that we celebrate our wins enough, but think about it this way. I don't believe that we celebrate how far we've come enough, right? And, and how God has brought us through so many things and how faithful God is, right? So even this young, naive girl had these desires in her heart, okay? And God is faithful in, in bringing those through. So for example, today, what's interesting is like, I wanted to find a better way, but I think what, what's deeper than that is I wanted to find out who I was, right? And I really wanted to be able to be a great communicator and express myself well and overcome the fear of doing that. I wanted to develop my voice and, and be a, a messenger of hope and of joy right? I wanted to really learn how to tell stories and how to draw the potential not only out of myself, but of other people, right? I wanted to have strong relationships in my life and be somebody that that was a model of what that looks like for other people, right? And it's just crazy to think, right, that a seven-year-old is is desiring so many things, right? But then when you look at where you are now, so my seven-year-old self versus where I am today. I've exceeded my wildest expectations of a seven-year-old, right? So this this phrase, this silly phrase, my seven-year-old self would be so proud of me right now is 100% accurate. My seven-year-old self had no idea what's coming <laughs> or had no idea what she's capable of and had nobody speaking that life into her. And nevertheless, Despite that, look who I am today. Now, I'm not saying this to, to boast in any kind of way, but I am saying it for you and sharing it for you to, to sort of come into a place of loving yourself, of honoring yourself, and nurturing your growth and your development. Because if we fail to do that, we will also resist the forward movement and forward growth that is still out ahead of us. You have to celebrate how far you've come, right? Part of growing is having pride for the process, being proud of the courage, of the boldness, of the strength, of the healing, of the deliverance, of the lessons, of the wisdom gained. Having an ability to just pause and to reflect and see who you've become, right? That probably exceeded your younger self's wildest expectations. 
that is insane right? Because a lot of times what we do instead is we stay in this place of like, it's not enough. I'm enough. I can't do this. I'm going to fail at this. This is never going to work out. If that doesn't work out, then I'm going to have to go do this. And if I have to go do this, then this is going to happen. And we get into this crazy funk. And sometimes it's like, pause. Like, do you not see how far you've come? Do you not see what you have actually become as a human? Like, do you see what you've actually done? Do you see the ripple that your life has already had? right? Can you really just pause and reflect and hold that up for yourself? Okay. So I really encourage you to do that so that it can inform where you are today and then help you move forward with a greater sense of confidence because we miss out on actually gaining confidence when we try to just rush through everything and just keep setting goals. Okay. So here's the thing. And you can do this at any time. So rather than doing a, a vision board, this is more of like a becoming vision, okay? Like I like to think now, okay? So say, say you know, you, you, you may be somebody like your, your seven-year-old self, right? The self you are now has exceeded your seven-year-old self wildest expectations. Does that mean that you don't grow anymore? That you don't have anything else to become? Absolutely not. But how it's changed for me, for example, is now the prophetic and God revealing things to me or God telling me what he sees for me or who God had in mind when he created me or what God sees for my future. That's what I'm interested in. That's what I ask God about. That's what I journal about because I know <laughs> that some of the things that formerly I maybe wanted my, for myself or pursued, I didn't have any idea why I wanted that or if that's really what I wanted or what was involved in that or what it would entail. There's many things that have been like that, whether it's, you know, a job or moving to a certain place. So I, I don't want to be positioned or in a place or, or connected to things or people even that God doesn't have in mind for me or aren't part of his plan. Because <laughs> after enough life experience, you figure that out, right? You don't have time. You don't have energy. You don't have resource. You don't have years. To, to pour into things that were never meant for you, right? So it's really important that you believe that the desires that God has given you are from him and that he has every intention of fulfilling those. So your job is to become the person that can receive them and to walk worthy of them and to create space for them and to start having the capacity to steward them well. Are you with me? Because you would never do that work if you didn't believe God was faithful or if that you didn't believe that he gave you those desires in your heart. So what, what's different with God is when, you re, when he reveals these desires to you or when he gives you a glimpse of your, the future that he's leading you into, the work is to start closing the gap. Who do I need to become for that to be true, right? What do I have to do to be, to, to be a person that is able to have the carrying capacity or to have the space in my life or to really prepare for that in order to just allow it to come? Okay, so, so the formula for that, and then I'm gonna give you the exercise. The formula for that, instead of like have, do, be, it's typically how we show up. I don't know if you think about this, but it's, it's like, well, I have this much. Like I have this much money in my bank account. So this is what I can do with that. I'm kind of limited, so I can only do this. And then I'm expecting that I'm gonna be X, Y, or Z, but I know that because of how I approached it, that's never gonna happen. Meaning we don't wanna work from our circumstance and that's not activating your faith, right? What you wanna do is operate from who you need to be and what that person would do 
right? And the decisions they would make, the actions they would take to have that outcome. So an example, um, let's say I've had a lot of people asking about becoming an author, okay? So let's say that you're like, well, let me give you the old framework and I'll give you the new one. Let's say somebody's like, well, I don't have time to write net right now. I don't have time and I don't know how I would structure it and I don't have, you know, a background in writing and I don't have education in that and I don't have really I'm not a good communicator. I don't, you know, I'm not I'm not good at writing. Like I don't have a really good story mapped out. Okay, you're focusing on the circumstance of where you've been <laughs> and what you have. And then because of that, what are you going to do? You're not going to do anything. You're not going to schedule it on your calendar. You're not going to learn some of the things that you listed. And where are you going to be? You're going to be exactly where you're at. Old formula based on what you see and circumstances. That's not how you move by faith. So instead, if you want to be a writer, or let's say you make it even more specific. You know, you want to be a best-selling author or you want to be a... Let's say, let's see, you want to be on the New York Times bestseller list or you want to go on a speaking tour, whatever it is, like there could be a reason or a vision that you actually have. Okay, so let's just say that it's a New York Times bestselling author because you really want to influence the masses, right? Okay, cool. So who do you need to be, right? If you were a best a New York Times bestselling author today, that's who you are. Okay, how would that person make decisions today? What actions would a New York Times bestselling author take, right? So this is causing you to believe into the future, to expect from your future, okay? To expect higher of your current self because your current self isn't going to bring that result. So you've got to become somebody new in order to have what that new person would have, okay? So who is that New York Times bestselling author? What do they do, okay, in order to have that outcome? Well, for example, they might schedule writing time on their calendar every day because they know that every day is not going to be beautiful. They might organize a bunch of different Word documents or they might have, you know, different spirals to organize content. They might have, you know, a bunch of different editors that can give them feedback on how to restructure it, or they might be piloting their content with other people to see what's really resonating or what's not resonating. They might have a writer's group, right? They might have um, a writing coach and somebody that's really helping them talk through their story to develop it, right? But what they're not doing is what that other person would do. So a New York Times bestselling author would take themselves and their work seriously. They would have pride in who they are and how they show up. Not negative pride, but just self-respect, Okay, and they would honor the gift that God has given them, even if that's the vision of being a New York Times bestselling author or the identity of, of that. Okay, and then they would do the things that warrant that outcome. So they would block time to write, they would block time to edit, they would be able to be clear on what their priorities are to make space to birth this new book into their life, right? They would have a maybe a community of advisors that can help them. Again, if that's writers, if that's uh, a writing coach, if that is, you know, different friends that are going to be a pilot group to give them feedback on the book before they do a final round of edits, right? They would have maybe designers to help them with the book cover and that sort of thing. They'd have an idea for what's gonna happen after the book is published and what they're gonna do with that, 
right? And how they're gonna influence people. You with me? So they're really trying this whole thing on before it happens. So instead of, because of what I have, I'm only gonna do this and this is where I'm gonna be, exactly where I am, that's not gonna work. I'm gonna forget that and I'm going to be whoever God showed me, whatever God revealed to me, I'm gonna be that person today. I'm gonna believe like I'm that person. I'm gonna speak like I'm that person. I'm gonna dress like I'm that person. I'm gonna expose myself to other people that have already done that and really help myself live in the lifestyle of that every day, right? I'm going to be it. I'm gonna do what that person would do. And you use your imagination here right? Don't use the cop out. Well, I don't know because I'm not that person. Cool. But what would they do? Use your imagination. (laughs) Start studying people that you do see that have that outcome and look at what they're doing. And then even ask God for strategies for how he wants you to, to show up, right? And then watch if you don't have that result. Okay. Powerful. Okay. So that's one thing. Now, in, in true to form here, because the title about a future-based hero, here is another example of what you can do to believe into the future so that you can really reclaim a sense of hope and joy about entering into your future. You can laugh without fear of your future. You can be excited about what's ahead because you know God is good. You know he's given you desires. You know he's faithfully has good plans for you. And what's ahead is greater. Your latter days shall be greater than your former. So whatever is out ahead of you, God has already planned. He's already gone before you and made a way. He's waiting on you and also helping you to develop into the person that's ready for that, okay? So here's how you can do it. Take your current self, okay? And then who is the self that your current self needs, okay? So you've got your, let's call this your your struggle in self, okay? Just be real, accept where you are for a second. Everybody struggles with different things, but you got your struggle in self, okay? And then you might even see your, you know, your future-based, faith-based self. Who's the hero? You are. You're the one that's going to change your story by God's power and for his glory, okay? And he's going to give you a vision of this, and then working with the Holy Spirit, you're going to work on closing that gap, right? And whoever else God guides you to in that season, again, it could be more knowledge, more education, coaches, mentors, whatever it might be, okay? To make sure that you're in the environment that will help you produce that outcome. With me? All right, so maybe your current struggle in self, just list the things that you're currently thinking, that you're currently feeling, maybe that you're currently struggling with, get that all out there, and then have a name or a vision for this future-based hero that you're gonna step into, okay? So name this person. All right. And then what would they think right now? What would they be thinking? What would they be doing? How would they be feeling? What would they be speaking about? How would they be showing up? What do they look like? And then what that looks like for you is a clear vision. Look at that. A clear vision of how you start closing the gap one day at a time and one moment at a time. It starts by being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You could say, well, my struggling self ain't thinking right. All right, cool, but now you have a clear strategy of who you need to start thinking like, right? Or 
how you're going to start gaining control of your emotions because how you feel doesn't dictate who you are, right? Maybe what you're feeling, feel what you're feeling, it's valid, but it doesn't have to dictate who you are. So when you're feeling anxious or afraid, that is a sign to pour courage into yourself, to encourage yourself in the Lord, right? How are you gonna do that? Maybe you need to have strategies in place because more often than not, your emotions have been controlling you right? Or maybe you need some different disciplines in your life to help you show up and really help you gain confidence in in being a person of integrity and being a person of excellence and being somebody who's trustworthy. Maybe you need to keep promises with yourself and put certain practices in your life so that you keep showing up and you really ingrain this habit of consistency and faithfulness in your life, okay? With me? So I'll give you an example of this. So let's say a struggling, let's take a struggling avatar. Okay. Avatar is like a self. All right. Or a character of some kind. I hear this a lot, whether it's in marketing, branding, film, (laughs) you do some character development, right? So take your character, your struggling self. Let's say that the struggling self is anxious about the future they're afraid of the future, they don't have hope for the future, they perceive their future as worse than where they are. Let's say they're in grad school, let's say that they're struggling with their identity, they don't actually know who they are, which makes their future even more scary. Let's say they don't have a lot of friends and connections. Let's say they are sort of independent and self-sufficient, so you can't really perceive that they need help or that they're struggling at all. And let's say that they are financially struggling. This person is in a struggle, okay? (laughs) So this person has all sorts of things going on. This person is lonely. This person is afraid. This person is not walking with God. And they're really anxious about their future, okay? So this person is not the person that is going to, to change their future. So in order to help this person get out of that state, get out of that situation, get out of that circumstance, they've got to believe for something better. Okay. So if we were to swoop in, let's say that that future self is somebody who is strong, firmly rooted and grounded in their identity. Let's say that they've become a believer. Let's say that they've gotten a revelation of the purpose that is on their life and and how God has written their story and what the future looks like. Let's say that they are meant to be a a filmmaker and tell really powerful stories. They're meant to be a producer, okay, in in Hollywood, all right? (laughs) So how do they close that gap between Let's say they were in film school, okay? So they're in graduate school. They are struggling with their identity. They don't know who they are. They feel isolated. They feel alone. There could be other internal issues going on and they really don't even have finances, okay? So this person, in order to change all of that, (laughs) has to believe that their future is better. So the future self that they are just to close the gap. They are somebody that's confident. They're somebody that's bold. They're somebody that's courageous. They're somebody that's full of faith. They're somebody that know who they are. They're somebody that believe that they have something to say and that the voice that they have is valuable. They're somebody that is really great at communicating and telling stories. See what I'm saying? So as you start getting clear on what that new vision is for that person, then the steps 
become ordered. God orders the steps to that vision, okay? So the first step might be you need to start renewing your mind every day to line up with that new identity. If you are a filmmaker in Hollywood, that means that a lot of resources are provided to you. A lot of people are trusting you to tell really great stories, right? That you know how to steward money well, (laughs) right? So how can you start believing for that now? What do you need to believe for that to be true in your life? How do you need to start acting now to carry yourself with that level of self-respect, right? Who do you need to start hanging out with and exposing yourself to so that you've got a team in place that can help you manifest that in reality? Are you with me? So the steps start to become ordered. So the challenge that I'm presenting to you today is to remember this concept. Be, do, have, and then how you could always shift your story, even just by using your imagination anytime you want from your current situation of struggling, whatever that might be, right? To the future hero, the future-based hero that you're going to show up as. You need to take confidence and vision from that future-based self. But what I recommend and what's different than just vision boarding here is allow God to show you who he had in mind when he created you what he is developing in you right now, what he wants to see about you, right? Where he wants you to grow, where he wants to develop your character, right? That will inform, you know, what schooling you go get, what knowledge you gain, who you hang out with, who you don't, how you get your life in order. It will start becoming clear because you know where you're going. When you know where you're going, you don't have time to waste. You're excited about that. You wake up on purpose. You start closing the gap every day, you know the vision to come back to in those moments where you might waver a bit, right? And then you, you're you not afraid to ask for help. You know where to go to ask for help. When you're clear on who you're here to serve and how you're here to help them and what your purpose is, those questions start to get answered. But this is being willing to dream again with God. This is being willing to believe for what he has in mind and for what he has put in your heart. Those desires are unique to you, okay? So you can always change. And again, even if you're in a good state right now, what is the vision that God has for your future? It's the same thing. You could be in a really healthy whole state, but what is next for you? Whether that's a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, what is in your future that you can start preparing for now? So examples could be even you know a single person right? Could be the quote unquote struggle in self. Maybe not though. You could just be a single person shifting to a married person. That gap needs to be closed before you become a married person. Okay. (laughs) Or maybe you are an employee and you're shifting to an entrepreneur. That gap, there's a lot of work to just close that. You don't just quit your job and become an entrepreneur. That's not what happens, right? Or maybe, you know, you're somebody that's is a you know parent of all these kids shifting to an empty nester. How can you start closing that gap? Or maybe you're somebody that was always a rule follower and now God wants you to walk by faith. These things require different things of you. They require you to think differently. They require you to communicate differently. They require you to do inner work to ask a lot of great questions. They require you to start behaving differently and having different discipline, having different priorities. Maybe your life values, let's say your top 10 life values change. So all of this, just having a literal, this is A, 
here's B and here's how I close the gap. Again, you don't do it in your own strength, but you do it by the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. So this is what I want to encourage you to do. Ask God to reveal to you what he had in mind when he created you, okay? And what he wants you to start building, what he wants you to start developing, how you are to grow in this season. Is it working with a coach? Is it reading a certain book? Is it changing your lifestyle habits? Whatever it is, is it you know, starting to clean up your finances? Is it getting your house in order? Whatever those things are, ask God to reveal to you who he had in mind when he created you and what he wants you to be preparing for in this season. If you're not growing, your life is out of alignment. So ask God or say, God, bring my life or I call my life by the authority you've given me. I call my life into kingdom order. Okay, and really then start working with God and with the power of the Holy Spirit to start closing the gap to where that vision is. That's what makes it exciting. And at any time too, God can start guiding you differently, but just be open. That's why the beauty of a relationship with God, he can constantly give you vision and insight and those nudges and promptings, right? To really help you along the way. So every day when you're in relationship with God can be a brilliant adventure, but are you willing to to lean into that and to dream with God and to become this future-based hero that maybe you don't know who that is today? Maybe you don't know how that person thinks, what they feel, how they're showing up, what they're doing, but are you willing to find out? Are you willing to imagine that and dream that up with God? Are you willing to become who that person is, to be, to do, and to have what they have, who they are? how they be, what they do, (laughs) right? Think about that. God has something in mind for you. And I just encourage you to take this exercise to your quiet time and see what happens. All right? That's what I have for you guys, a new visioning exercise. If you want to do more of this inner work too, there's a really great course over at julianapage.com. It's called U2.0. And it's starting to get really, really clear on who am I, why am I here? (laughs) (laughs) right? What am I supposed to be doing? How do I invest my time properly? All of that. So that is of interest to you. You can find that over on julianapage.com and that's where books and all sorts of other resources are as well. So go check that out. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do that. I ask that you do because I also am giving away free devotionals for those that subscribe, rate the podcast, leave a comment and shoot me an email. I will send you a free devotional. So go do that as well. And until next time, stay blessed. 